Welcome to Growing Pains, a business podcast for entrepreneurs and their teams who find themselves in the growth phase or messy middle in between startup and aiming for six or seven figures and beyond. I'm your host, Laurie Sterling, a COO, coach and mentor. I both do what I teach and teach what I do with a passion for empathetic team leadership, business operations and all things entrepreneurship. Welcome, Caroline. Thank you for joining me today. Let's dive straight in. I met you just once before the pandemic started and then everyone went into lockdown. And so, yeah, we live in the same city and I've been watching you on LinkedIn and doing some amazing things. So I saw a post recently where you had ranked in the top 20 agencies in the whole of UK. So congratulations on that. Can you tell me a little bit about you, who you are, what you do and who you serve? Yeah, great. Thanks, Laurie. Thanks for inviting me on here. It's been a pleasure to to chat to you as well, um, bumping into each other at networking, haven't we? Um, yeah. In the local area, so that's been great. So yeah, actually that came as a bit of a surprise. So just to sort of backtrack, by trade, I'm a web designer and developer and I have been for over 15 years. So I run a small agency out of Sunderland and we do a lot of what you'd expect a web agency to do, like website builds and bespoke development. So sort of long story short, how that kind of came about was when we've got clients leaving lovely reviews for us on Clutch, Core and um, The Manifest. And here they emailed us out of the blue to say, oh, by the way, you've been ranked <laughs> out of the UK for Shopify developers. And that's based off a, a variety of sort of parameters that they look at in terms of not just the client reviews, but who are you, what kind of work you've done previously and sort of scope you out online and in your website and things. So that was a really lovely surprise to find that we've been ranked considering how much competition there is. Yeah. Um, but I don't think there's a great deal of that in terms of the, where we are in the northeast, in terms of the the Shopify platform. Although it's very popular with big name brands, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, for sure. So, how long have you been in business? So, I've worked for myself. Uh, initially, I was a freelancer uh, since about 2013, and then I've started Blue Octor up from 2015. And I like to say we were sort of official from 2019 because we'd sort of went limited then and with a view of growing the team and taking on staff. So it felt it was a bit more official rather than just sort of being myself and a one man band. Yeah, for sure. And what made you start the business and, and go official? That's a good question. I think I've always had this feeling that I wanted to work for myself and I felt like a bit of a sort of square peg round hole when I was working for other people, like the whole, oh, I think I can do this myself and do it better or I'd like to work with these types of clients and we're not getting those clients. So just generally having more input in the process rather than just being the developer. I really enjoyed communicating with the clients and finding out more about their businesses and just found that incredibly intriguing. So that was a good incentive for me to start. So I had dabbled in a little bit of freelance and contracting to some bigger agencies. And it was just a funny turn of events, really, that occurred that led me to think, you know what, I've, I've played with this long enough. I think I really need to sort of really go for it, full hog and start up and, and do it right and go for it in terms of building an agency rather than it just being solo or in and out of work kind of thing. Yeah. So how many team members do you have now? So at the moment, there's two other guys apart from myself. We've got a junior software developer and a senior backend developer. And with me being predominantly front end, we all kind of complement each other, really. So, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. So what has been the catalyst for that growth for you? For me, I mean, when I was solo, I had... I want to say about 25 clients and I realized at that point it was really sort of breaking point. Things were starting to drop. I wasn't giving them the communication I like to give them. 
in terms of turnaround time. So I thought, you know what, really, I need to bite the bullet and, and take on some more staff. So I did take on a digital marketing assistant so she could assist with our marketing and the project manager. And then Daniel, our backend developer, joined the team at that point. So it really made a difference taking on both people because I could delegate obviously a lot more off my plate. And I could yeah. on what, you know, in terms of running the business really and, and bringing in now those sales as well. Yeah. So how have you found that process of delegating and letting go? Challenging, to say the least, when you've been at yourself so long. It definitely is a challenge trying to sort of let go of the reins. I think it's trying to also explain to people how your brain works in terms of how you like things done and, and sort of training them on that. So it's definitely been a huge learning curve for me, bringing people in and, and looking after them effectively as staff. It's something you don't necessarily get training on. You know yes. you're cracked but you don't know how to necessarily run a business. And that's definitely been the challenge. Yeah. Are you full-time? How many hours per week do you work? Me? Oh, I work all the hours. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Crazy. We are all full-time. And yeah, inevitably when you run your own business, you do end up working out of hours, don't you? And picking up things here and there in your own time. So that's unavoidable. I think that comes with the territory is run your own thing you're going to do that yeah so I would say unknown amount of hours <laughs> mm, mm. Mm. all right so what has been the hardest part about growing your business it's definitely been a bit of understanding the sort of figures, the cash flow and what that entails when you take on staff. So we did have a cash injection this year to help us grow because I think there's only so much you could bootstrap and we had bootstrapped it until that point. And I thought if we really want to go for this and build the team, we do need some financial support for that. So we did qualify for that this year. And that's been great because we've been able to push our marketing a lot more and kind of get in line with more of the, the bigger agencies because we can do the work in terms of quality and delivery on par with them. We just weren't shouting enough about it for people to know about us in that sense. So Excellent. a good portion of that is investing in the marketing and also bringing in the junior as well to support the team. So he's going to grow with us over the course of his apprenticeship for the next sort of 15 months. Brilliant. Brilliant. And what has been like the turnover growth? Have you already seen the impact from that? We have. Yeah, we're having good growth. So the first sort of, well, the last sort of year, we, at the year end in sort of 2021, we were at 79. We went over the threshold for VAT the, the next year to 85K. So we're really going to try and push to sort of really increase that again in the next sort of 12 months. That is the plan to really ramp that up. In an ideal world, I will be taking on someone else and that will replace myself in the business as a developer as wow. well. So again, sort of releasing more of my time to increase those sales and, and broaden that marketing because that's my background ultimately so that's yeah. where I is. but yeah it would be great to have another front-end developer in the team yeah and what do you hope releasing your time you'll be able to do more in your business um, have more of a work-life balance <laughs> yes. yes I think a lot when you're first early stage and you're growing and trying to understand all the, the sort of working parts of the business you do end up wearing all hats, don't you? You are mm-hmm. a bit of the accountant, a bit of the marketing team. You're the social media manager and you're, the, you know, you're, you're everyone. And for me, I'd love to see a little bit more of a normal work and life pattern there. I do have an eight-year-old to look after. I still do school runs. I've never dropped a school run since I started. Yes. Great. So that was the benefit of working for myself is that I could do that, but I'd like to do more and have more of a sort of normal work and week you know yeah. like ultimately <laughs> yeah, yeah. so what's been the best part about growing your business and the highlights um, 
just being able to do great work and, and take on some of those bigger projects. Previously, when I've worked in agencies as an employee myself, we did some great projects and worked with some really great people. And we're starting to see that come into the business now, uh, which has always been the sort of vision is to be able to work with some of the bigger organisations. We currently look after a college and we'd love to do more of that because there's just so much room that we can really kind of show our skills and, and they know what they want. So really you kind of collaborating so much with each other that you get to deliver all the things they really want and see the progress and the growth on their side. So that's where we really enjoy working and we're seeing a lot more of that. Mm. And as I noticed you have a project manager, are they the ones that like build the systems and and operations behind the scenes? Yeah, they put a lot of processes in place. Again, it's not something that was really my forte. So they've been great for in terms of client communication, regular updates on projects and getting more systems in place for that. So it's really paid dividends having someone to do that, especially if you're not good at yourself. <laughs> yeah, excellent. So what advice would you give a project manager to work side by side with a CEO? I think communication is everything, isn't it? In terms of, I think what we established was what I really need to know and what he's focusing on. So all the little details that you get, say, between the working team and the, the client, I don't necessarily need to know the ins and outs of everything. So he was able to put together some boards that we use Asana for this and, and put some high level information just so you could have a jump in overview of what's going on across the team and the board and the client projects and then hop back out again, which which was great that was something he came up with and that really worked for us so I think that's that's a good approach love it and so what advice would you give an entrepreneur who wants to bring on a project manager into their team I think, I mean, for us, we, we already knew him from another employment and um, I already knew of his experience and skills. So I think it's trying to understand kind of to what level they know project management and what their approach is. Everyone has their different styles. And I think in tech, it's quite hard to understand how quickly we can work at times and how scattery yeah. the work comes in and the tasks. So I think being able to identify someone who can understand how that process works is a bonus. So I, know, I knew he had worked in tech before. And it was great with clients. You had great communication. So I think it's just identifying what works for your business and what you need them to do to make your life easier, ultimately. Yeah. When you said you were investing in marketing, what does that look like for you? It's been a little bit of everything. So we are getting some print work in terms of local magazines that get distributed that are quite well known and do have good distribution. So we're working with them. We've been getting together some press releases. And a lot of it's been sort of time invested in things like ensuring where social media is consistent and regular email marketing and building the, the lists in the email lists. And we did produce our own printed newspaper, actually, and distributed that across like nationally to agencies or companies that we wanted to work with just to sort of let them know that oh. we exist and say hello. Because although we're tech, I do like a bit of old school print. So we did yeah. try that as well. So there's been lots of different strands in terms of dabbling and what, what works for us and what doesn't and, and monitoring that and, and getting the feedback on that as well. So yeah, it's been great to sort of try out all these new things that we might not necessarily been able to do before. Yeah. So when you say like monitor and are you diving into data and numbers of what works yes. and what doesn't work? Yes. Yeah. So things like putting our QR codes on the newspaper meant that we knew if they hit a certain page, we can track that through analytics. It gets very technical. You setting up landmines yeah. and, and specific links and also we set them goals up in, in Google Analytics to make sure, that, you know, to see if there's been any uptake. 
making custom forms and sign up forms for for pieces of information. We've been sharing free PDFs and allowing people to sign up to get access to those. So just these little sort of ways of, of being able to see, well, did that work? Did it not work? And should we try more of that or not? Ah, yes, I love good data and and tech to back it up with automations. <laughs> it's yes, my dreams. So, what is next for you? What are your dreams and visions and goals for your business? As I say, I think it's just going to be growth. Really, that's the kind of the gain this next twelve months. And I appreciate at this current time, it's been such a funny year, hasn't it, with the yeah. economic situation and things. So we've tried to be really creative in terms of how we approach that and what we can offer people. We did this in the pandemic and we diversified in that. We weren't just building websites like, oh, you need a new website. We were looking to see, well, actually, you've already got one. You don't need to change it again. How can we improve? And, and off the back of that, we became, um, we offered monthly support. And that's not just sort of checking over a site. It was actually proactively making new things and spreading that cost over a period of time. So we're sort of re recharging that and relaunching a new plan where people can choose a specific plan depending on where they're at. If they're a startup, if they're in a growth phase, if they're doing e-commerce or online selling or if they're a charity or kick. And we are spreading that cost over two years because we know the next 12 months is going to be difficult for business. It's like, how can we help you boost your marketing and make sure you get sales in whilst also making sense for cash flow purposes for the small businesses as well. So we're really going to be emphasizing on that in the next, well, we currently are and over the next yeah. few months as well. I love it. Yeah. That's really insightful that you like changing packages for the economics and the times that we're in. Yeah. Yeah. So if we came back and interviewed you in a year's time, what are you hoping to achieve by that? Oh, that's a loaded question, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's the dream. That's the goal. I'd love to think that we have got someone else in by then and we're just on that growth path still and that hopefully that people do know a little bit more about us. I feel like we're a little bit of a like sort of black sheep in the market at the minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've just been quietly cracking on with things like you do, heads down and just getting on with it and it'd be great that we are getting the sort of name out a little bit more and, and being considered a little bit more against some of the other more established agencies. Mm. Sorry, guys, but not sorry. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but that, that would be the dream and the plan that we have done well in the next 12 months and that our clients have and they've managed to see growth as well. So that's really what we'd love to see. Yeah. And I'd imagine in your industry, staying on top of like up and coming tech changes and like there's a lot of AI and things happening out there at the moment. Do you have a way of like researching new innovations that are happening in your business? Personally, I'm trying to attend quite a lot of events about it or I follow a lot of like sort of websites, blogs, podcasts. Regularly listen to likes of Google. They have some insights in that in terms of what their plan coming down the line. Explain a lot of things in sort of common sense, so we can then share that with with our clients as well in terms of education and what's coming down the pipeline. So changes like the Google Analytics four that's going to be dropping soon, and we're going to train our team so that we can then effectively implement that to the clients' websites yeah. in advance rather than doing you know sort of last minute. We see quite a few things from Google like algorithm changes, so we're trying to stay hot on that. But yeah, you mentioned sort of innovative tech and I was at an event last week where they were demonstrating things like the virtual reality and what you can do with augmented reality and how a lot of it blends and mixes and it's sort of ideas were sort of starting to generate there for you oh. know, what people could do, especially yeah. in e-commerce, retail and the opportunities there, even for training, you know, internally. So there's so many ideas coming out of that and we have such a great hub of that up here in the north. It's it's quite not talked about a lot and it's actually yeah. really then it's been used 
use like in, in daily life and in, in companies. So I think there's really a good opportunity for businesses to tap into that, to be honest. Yeah, there's a lot Love of innovation it. funding going on. So it's they're really encouraging it and pushing it. So we're trying to educate about that as well. Love it. Excellent. Well, so how can people follow you in your journey and your discoveries and... Oh, we're all over. We're on all the socials under Blue Octo and obviously our website, we have a blog on there. So we try and push out some interesting content. If it's helpful for small businesses, we'll try and push it out on there as well. And the odd tidbits on Instagram stories and things. It's like, don't watch my videos, please. But (laughs) (laughs) we we try our best to try and keep keep everyone up to date with what's going on in tech on our socials. So if it's something that might help, yeah, we're on Blue Octo everywhere. Wonderful. Well, thank you for joining me today and thank you to everyone for listening as well. If you'd like to upgrade your delegation skills, decision-making, leadership, systems, operations, and strategic management, then you should definitely check out my upcoming workshop, How to Delegate Like a COO. You can register at lauriesterling.com forward slash delegate. Have a productive day.